Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey guys. Hi. This is Goop Yourself, the podcast where we talk about everything goop. I'm Brian Rucker. I'm Aggie Hewitt. And we're doing a call-in show today. Yeah, I'm in Portland visiting family, so I am on the phone. And it's working. Yeah, it's working. Uh, We're recording from my place. The sound quality might be not 100% up to our usual standards, but you know. It is what it is. It's Labor Day weekend, guys. We have very high standards, usually. <laughs> uh, so, how's Portland so far? Have you been doing any goopy things? Not, well, actually, sort of. I mean, not super goopy. Um, but I did go to this really good restaurant yesterday called, um, like, Israel, Israeli Y'all. Okay. I think it's like a play on words about Israel, like Israeli y'all. Is it Israel, Israeli and Southern cuisine combined? Israeli y'all? Is, Israeli and what? And Southern? Because it's like Israeli y'all? No, it's just no. regular. It's just Israeli. Oh, okay. I think it's supposed to be like big down kind of the same. Oh, all right. But anyway, it was like so good. Ooh. It was like, we just like went ape on it. We got like grilled octopus and um, um, like falafel, like so many falafels were on that table and um, shaksuka, whatever it's called, shaksuka, what's it called? Shak- yeah, shak- shaksuka, I think. We had that. I mean, we just went nuts and it was like really good. And it was. I mean, I don't know if it was in any Goop stuff, but it definitely was, like, cute, you know? Yeah, Goop doesn't cover Portland that much. I know, like, my my cousin is a a chef in Portland, so whenever I go up there and visit, uh, I always eat really well, either at one of his restaurants or one of his friend's restaurants. So, And it's it's crazy. Like, there's so many restaurants there for a pretty small city. It's like everyone just spends all of their money on going out to eat in Portland, I feel like. Yeah, and it's like... um, the food here is just really good. It's great, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but we've also been, uh, my cousin lives kind of more in the suburbs, so we've been spending time out in the, it feels like I'm, like, in, like, the woods, but I think it's just, like, a regular neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, to me, everything that, like, if it isn't, like, a cockroach-infested, like, pile of bricks that's, like, my landlord is setting on fire. I'm like, I don't recognize this as a, as a normal, like block city block. Exactly. Like a neighborhood. You're like, yeah. uh, uh, Henry David Thoreau at, at Walden at all times. If you're not, I am. At your apartment. Yeah. If I'm exactly. And I'm like in the middle of a large city. <laughs> Sounds wonderful. Well, I'm in LA. It is 
hot as usual. I turned on the air conditioning when I got up, so the apartment is pretty good. But, oh, fucking sucks here. I hate this place right now. <laughs> Why? Uh, just, like, I don't know, long, I, long weekends when I'm just stuck in the city and, like, everyone's doing a trip or going somewhere. It's just depressing. I don't know. Who else is on a trip? I feel like the whole city's on a trip. I don't know anyone in particular. I can't name anyone besides you, but I feel like everyone's out of town or everyone who can afford to is just, like, at wherever this weekend. I don't know. My sister's in Hawaii, um... So I've been looking at Instagram pictures from her. Uh, my mom was in town on the beach for like a day. So I hung out with her for a little bit, but she's gone. Uh, John's been working all week. So I've just been, I don't know, not doing much. That sounds nice. Yeah. Yeah, I'll make it nice. I'll make it nice. Make it nice. <sighs> it's all in your mind. Um, yeah. Well, this was... A pretty busy week. Not really, I guess. It's more of like a busy week in the, the Gunterverse than it is in the Goopaverse. And we can't spend too much of this podcast. <laughs> we can't turn this into a, a Jen Gunter podcast. No, we really can't. But like, I'm just fascinated by her her current book tour. Obviously, the premiere of Jen Splaining, which we've not, I've not been able to find a way to, to watch it. Because uh, like no one has no, taken the time. <laughs> to torrent it or so I can't find an we, even a legal copy. Yeah, it would cost like hundreds of dollars for us to get the <laughs> like the Canadian streaming service. Yeah, I think we we'd ha- I don't even know if we could like as an we'd probably have to like get a VPN or like fly to Canada and actually watch it there. Um We would have to go to you can only watch it in Canada. I think so, because I go to the, the CBC website and it says you have to be in Canada. So I think you could get like a VPN and pretend that your computer's in Canada, but I'm not smart enough to do that. Um, and, the... and I don't want to do that. I don't want to like change the natural order of things so that I can watch this fucking show. No, like, you're right. I'm not doing it. Uh, like It's only in Canada and it's, it, that's where it should yeah but her book is available everywhere on amazon even amazon.com not just amazon.ca and the reviews are out she does link to amazon.ca she does even though she doesn't even live in canada anymore it's crazy she likes it she likes it yeah um so her book and i guess i didn't realize like how bad of a title the book was until now looking at the amazon uh page but there's like two colons in it. It's the vagina Bible colon, the vulva and the vagina colon again, separating the myth from the medicine. That's crazy. Yeah, I, I mean the vagina Bible, the vulva and the vagina separating the myth from the medicine. Yeah, it's two colons, three parts to the title. We all know the white cover with like the pink zipper that is symbolizing vagina. Um, I, I, yeah, I feel like if your book is called the vagina Bible, you don't then need a colon to use the word vagina again in the title. It's pretty self-explanatory as to what the book is going to be about. One vagina per title. title. Well, and you know, that's her other like mini, um, controversy with Twitter is because she, because the name vagina is in, well, I guess it's in the book twice. She cannot legally do a sponsored post on Twitter because it's considered like profanity or whatever. And oh she my was, God, that is ridiculous. She was, that's crazy. it is crazy, but she was like tweeting at Jack and like freaking out. But I agree with her on that. Like, that's crazy that the word vagina would be profane, but according to Twitter it is. So she can't do a I mean, sponsored people, post. Yeah. I mean, like someone's going to be like, Oh man, I love her vagina. <laughs> You know what I want right now? Her a vagina. Actually, now that I say it, I thought it would sound sillier. No, it's not bad. Um, her what? yeah, her Sarah V ladled vagina. Yeah, I just point vagina that's absolutely covered in Sarah V. <laughs> uh, and oh, I I guess I put this on Twitter. I don't know if I talked about it on the the podcast, but I did buy a thing of Sarah V, and I've been putting it on my face and. It doesn't smell great, guys. I don't like it. I don't like the smell. It smells like like liquid plastic to me. Yeah, although I think I would like it. I don't know, but it doesn't seem like the kind of thing I would have a problem with. 
Yeah, it's a it's yeah, it's just a very medicinal sort of antiseptic smell. Uh, I think the the actual like viscousness, the the texture of the CeraVe isn't bad. I don't mind it. It's a little like um, I don't know, a little thicker than than the Cetaphil that I'm used to. So I'm gonna keep using it on my face. All right. Uh, but before we moved on, I just, okay, I know we'll, we have to move on from Jen, but um, I wanted to just read one of the Amazon reviews. Um, yeah. So most of her reviews are five stars. You know, it's her fans. People love her. But bringing down her average, there is one one-star review. Um, wow. Yeah. It, and it's by uh, another yeah. doctor, an MD. <gasps> Um, which is really interesting. Uh, oh, I God. No, I forgot no, her name. Doctor on Doctor reviewing. Yeah, and she doesn't seem like one of the goop doctors either that has, like, a vendetta against her. It's a real MD. Uh, Emily Porter. I'm going to, I mean, I'm, I'll say her name because she put her name on, on Amazon. And now she, I'm, like, her biggest fan. <laughs> so it's Emily no, Porter, yeah, MD. And the title is called, it says, uh, unresearched, lacking evidence, and toxic toward anyone wanting more out of their vagina or sex. This was written just a couple days ago, August 27th. And she goes on to say, as a physician who treats women in my practice who suffer from sexual dysfunction, including low libido, painful intercourse, uh, lichen, sclerosis, vaginal dryness, and many other common and undertreated conditions, I was excited about Dr. Gunter's book to use as a resource for patients looking for a complete guide to all things vagina in an easy-to-understand format. I've appreciated her no-nonsense approach from time to time. However, this book was one of the most poorly researched and negative works out there for the public to read that I have ever read, and set women back hundreds of years in their quest for taking charge of their sexual health. Yeah, she goes on to say, while as a physician, I can appreciate Dr. Gunter's desire to want to educate women and protect them from harm, the oath we all took as physicians, this book is so one-sided and lacking research that it infuriated me as a woman, a feminist, a physician, and a person who suffered from many of the conditions of female dysfunction that I now treat. At one point, I literally chucked it across the room and screamed in frustration. In short, the whole book can, wow. <laughs> the whole book can be summarized as I didn't read the research, haven't performed this procedure myself, or seen it done even, don't really know much about it at all, but I've heard from my other gynecology friends that it's bad and hurtful to women, so don't even think about it, and if a male gynecologist suggested it, then you definitely don't want him touching you because men are pigs. End of review. Jeez, uh, right. Yeah, so I don't know if I this mean, is... If it's, I mean, maybe this this could be like Stephen Gundry, like putting on a pseudonym and writing a Amazon review. Who knows? Or it could be someone related to Goop that we don't know. I'm sure it must. I'm sure it was Gundry. You think? It, yeah. So is Gundry's uh, nom de plume is Emily Porter, MD. <laughs> it's just Gundry yeah. in like a red dress and a wig. <laughs> it's like if you rearrange the letters, you find out it's spelled Stephen Gundry. <laughs> yeah, I want to look. It doesn't seem like it, but trust me, it'll happen. Oh my god. Yeah, and let's see. Wait, Google, oh, she, is she a real Well Who is Emily Porter? Emily Porter? According to she's she's wearing a, a nice red sleeveless jumpsuit. Um she's from Austin, Texas. She has eight reviews, so this is not her first review. Um but it looks like her other five star reviews are like she has one four star review for a book called Vampire Facelift: The Secret Blood Method to Revive Youth and Restore Beauty by Dr. Charles Runnels. So she likes blood facials. She is not Well, I don't know, but the Emily Porter MD in Austin, Texas that I just found through a Google search isn't a gynecologist. It looks like she works at a place called Wrinkle Free MD Med Spa and Wellness Clinic. So, hmm, interesting. (laughs) So, I mean, the plot does, you know, thicken. Yeah, she also wrote... And it is also on Ronald Reagan Boulevard. Not sure if that's (laughs) notable. It's just the name of the street in Texas. So she's she's a conservative Republican alternative wrinkle practitioner who has a lot of... Uh, opinions about gynecology. I I mean, look, I didn't say yeah. it. All I know, oh, she has, and she offers a vampire facial. Yeah. Okay. So this might you not be objective. Her, you her, can have something called a diva, a halo, 
L. Oh my God, I need to go to Austin and go to this woman's clinic. Her, her website is called www.austinlovedoctor.com. Wait, maybe it's a different person. But I mean, how? why would she have also read the vampire facial book? Yeah, it has to be the same person. I mean, maybe she has her own practice and she works at this Ronald Reagan clinic as well. Because um, everyone Legal needs... LegalFreeMedSpa.com is her other... Hmm. I bet she, she just wants to probably get hired by Goop and she's hoping that, like, Gwyneth is going to read this one-star review of Jen Gunter's book and, like, give her a call and offer her a job. I mean, this is, like, her, yeah, like, audition for... I mean, this is what we've been doing for three years, so I can't blame I her. It didn't work for us. Hopefully it'll work for her. For uh, we should have Emily Porter on our podcast. We should contact her. Yeah, I know. Well, I don't know, but maybe she... Oh, no, yeah, she is. Dr. Porter is a board-certified emergency physician with 10 years of experience in emergency rooms prior to her career in aesthetics. Huh. So she's ER... Dr. Yeah, well... If you have a yeah, vampire facial emergency, you know who to call in Austin. I think she probably was just like, I can't. I mean, I can see like working in emergency rooms and being like, I literally cannot do this anymore. I just have to do something that's like not like everything is elective. Everything is, oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Uh, yeah. I can see that. Yeah. ER doctors and ER nurses and stuff. You it, you get sick of that really like, fast. It's a It's a crazy job. Yeah, it says that she retrained in aesthetic medicine to help create her a better life balance and to foster stronger doctor-patient relationships than those that the emergency room allowed. Wow. And well, she's a melanoma survivor. Oh, good. I <laughs> can't understand the importance of taking care of the largest organ on our bodies, our skin. Daily sunscreen use, especially in Texas, she believes there is no such thing as a healthy tan. All right, I Ooh, like her. I know, wow. All right, well, we have a new... A new anti-gunter in town. I know everything born. about her. She went to Georgetown. <laughs> uh, I was th- I was thinking of writing a bad review of Gunter's book, just but I won't unless until I read it. Um, her blog. Hmm. I mean, this is my new favorite doctor. My new favorite wellness doctor. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I guess. Well, we'll see. Hopefully, hopefully this will propel her career and she'll be featured on Goop and we'll hear more from Dr. Porter. Um, yeah. I do think she has better fashion sense than Dr. Gunter. I like the red, the red jumpsuit that she's wearing on her Amazon avatar is nice. <laughs> is this creepy? Mm, yeah. Well, I mean, she put herself out there, so, and she's never going to hear this. Yeah. Hopefully not. Maybe she, maybe she listens. Who knows? Yeah. If you listen, Emily, give us like DM us on Instagram. We want to talk to you. Yeah. Uh, other quick, well, you n- what doing. <laughs> other quick news. Um, Marianne did not make the next debate. Her, her emails to her quote unquote supporters are getting like more desperate. Uh, yeah. She, They're getting kind of like, sadder and yeah. more like angry, a little angry, <laughs> frustrated, more frustrated. Yeah. Yesterday she sent out an email with a subject line that just said, like a bonsai tree. Um, yes. and then she said, I liken my campaign to a bonsai tree. We have everything the other campaigns have, but we have material limitations that have kept it from growing any bigger. And then she said she was doing a fundraiser, a thousand dollar per ticket fundraiser with Russell Brand, <laughs> which oof. That's oh, right. yeah. Russell, Dave Navarro is her other really big yeah. supporter. And, um, and I know on Twitter, Francis Fisher is, like, full-time, constantly defending Marianne. Um, you know Francis Fisher, the actress from Titanic? And she was Clint Eastwood. lady? Well, she was, she was, like, the mother. She was Kate Winslet's mother. Um, oh, yeah. And she, I know her. And she's Clint Eastwood's ex-wife in real life. But she's like a full blown Marianne Stan, and like anyone who talks shit about Marianne Francis Fisher will just come for you on Twitter instantly. You know, um, Marianne is a she's a polarizing figure yeah. right now, and she, and she really. I mean, yeah, love her. she's yeah, she's nearing she's nearing the end. Unfortunately, I think I think this is this is her winding down. I I don't know. I think so. I mean, she. She claims that she's not dropping out, and she also said, even if I don't make it to the next debate, you know, to the third debate, which she didn't, she can still make it to the fourth, 
So, which is, I think, technically true. So we'll see. But yeah. I think once I mean, that third think, debate comes, I don't know that she'll be able to get 2% in any more polls. I mean, I think she got the 2% in one one poll. Yeah. And that was... Although I, I do think that she was um, polling ahead of Gillibrand. Oh, absolutely. I mean, she was pulling ahead of Gillibrand consistently. Um Gillibrand never, I don't think she even got to 1% a lot. She would be at like zero. I mean, it, it is an interesting case study to like why Gillibrand did so poorly. Um, yeah, it's kind of weird. It is, it is weird. It's a lot, I think it's a lot of things, but most of them are, have to do with sexism. <laughs> I think most of them have to do with sexism and just like her not really being able to define herself. Um, yeah. And and because like everyone is so tokenized and like and everyone sort of has like a, a, a and like I think like women especially like she didn't have any extra thing like she wasn't like um like Kamala's like the um cop one and <laughs> she's like kind of the conservative one and then you know Warren is like the one that's like Bernie but a woman yeah Tulsi's the cult cult war one. What? Tulsi's the cult war one. Yeah, she's the one who was raised in a cult and <laughs> loves war and is sorry for all the like insane things that she said about gay people like two years ago or whenever that was. Yeah, and like I think Jill Gillibrand's whole career it's and it's not her fault, but because she's like blonde and she's from a senator from New York, people have just constantly compared her to Hillary, like her whole career. And I think that yeah. just sorta that just like was a, a nosedive for her. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, she'll still be, you know, a good progressive senator in New York. Yeah, and she'll be good, you know, she'll be good at, you know, campaigning, I guess, for whoever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, and I like her. Yeah, I like, she, I mean, I don't know, her background is like, you know, a corporate lawyer and stuff is a little icky to me, but she, she's taking, you know, progressive stances on pretty much everything, so I guess I can't really fault her for that. Yeah. Uh, quickly, I, again, I don't want to talk too long about this because it was a, just a nothing controversy, but there were all these articles about Gwyneth versus Martha Stewart this week. Um, but it was, so Martha Stewart was on uh, the Alex Rodriguez podcast. I did re- not realize A-Rod had a podcast. Um, no, me neither. But, so... And I don't even think he hosts... I think it's like a Gwyneth Elise situation where he has someone that works for him hosting, maybe. He, like... Yeah. Yeah, because... He only hosts the big one. Probably. And not, yeah, you'd think, well, Martha. But um, she was asked about Gwyneth. Uh, how would you describe what Gwyneth Paltrow is doing today versus what you created years ago? And she said, I don't follow Goop. Sometimes I look at the products that she's selling. I wish every young entrepreneur well and hope that there are many, many, many different kinds of entrepreneurs... If they're movie stars or hardworking women like I am who are not movie stars, if they have a good idea, I want them to be able to succeed. So good luck, Gwyneth. Yeah, Martha has like always been a little bit shitty talking about Gwyneth. Like she obviously hates her very much. She hates Goop. She's threatened by the competition. And yeah. I don't understand why it's even competition because it's like they're so completely different. Well, I think it's the sort of the the aspirational lifestyle space that that Martha Stewart was the face of for decades, and now I mean her stuff. Honestly, like, and I used to love Martha Stewart. I loved her personality. Like, I just loved her style of writing. But her whoever is running her company now has like run it into the ground, and it's it's basically like like a cooking light now. It's like so not aspirational. All of her recipes and yeah. all this stuff. It's and Goop has really uh taken that mantle and I don't think there's really a comp- competition at all anymore, unfortunately, for Martha. Oh, I mean I just don't think it's the same. I mean it's like Martha Stewart what yeah, when she was in her prime, it would be like, you know, how to make like like centerpieces, table centerpieces. Yeah. And like, here's a tip about like how to fold a fitted sheet and just like all of this fucking stuff. Like a nice long segment on how to deal with um, silver or something. <laughs> like how to care for your silver. Just like good, you know, good quality content. But I mean, 
Gwyneth Paltrow would never tell you to make anything except for, well, you know, food, I guess. But, like, she would, you're not supposed to, like, make your own, like... No, God, no. You're not supposed to clean. Or, like, you have, you hire people to do all that stuff. Like, you're, yeah. You're about... Well, you buy it from her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you're about taking care of your yourself, your body, like not necessarily your house as much. Like it's all about stuff yeah, that you can like, put in your body. Your house can fall apart around you, but <laughs> it all starts internal. But like when Martha, I feel like when she first became popular, she was thought of sort of, she occupied a similar place that Gwyneth Paltrow does as far as like an aspirational woman to look up to that like, you know, can do it all, even though her content was very different. Like she was, she was the person who everyone either loved or hated. And she was thought of as sort of elitist, even though I think after like her jail stint and her Kmart line and, and then her like really bland, simple recipes. Now I don't think she's thought of as, and like her Snoop Dogg TV show. Now she's not thought of as aspirational at all. I think she's, I think people like her more now because they're like, okay, she went to jail. We we can finally like relate to her. Be a human being. Yeah. Like she passed our test of like being a woman who is famous, and so like society turns on her and tries to destroy her. And she came out of it with you know grace and dignity yeah. intact. And everyone was like, "Well, that's it. That she she passed, and she's the only one who who has." Totally. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm really surprised Gwyneth hasn't, like, because someone who, yeah, like, Gwyneth could be arrested at any point and go to jail, and that, and I think people would love that, which is... For what? I don't know, they could find something on her, but I could just see that happening. If that happened to Martha, like, I mean, any, I don't know, any sort of weird, like, medical advice, or any, you know, if, God forbid, someone, you know, dies from a from a, like a thing that they learned on Goop, who knows? She could be dragged off to court. I don't think anyone's ever died from something they wrote on Goop. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think so, but I just feel like when any, when any woman gets that powerful, you have to be really careful because people are going to be bloodthirsty for you. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. I mean, but Hillary's skipped jail now, so I guess, because Gwyneth has too. I'm still waiting for the like Gwyneth, Hillary? the Gwyneth Gisling picture to come out. Wait, uh, what? When did, like, you know how like there's been pictures of um like every celebrity with Jeffrey Epstein or or Ghislaine Maxwell? I'm just like waiting yeah. for a Gwyneth, like some at some party Gwyneth was with them, and maybe not. Oh, I think I I thought that I'd already seen that. Oh, really? <laughs> but maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. I may just have, like, I just, I can see it so clearly in my mind, maybe. <laughs> yeah, who knows? I'm, I mean, um, they've been with everyone. Uh, all right. Anything else before? Oh, did you, did you listen to the Gwyneth Michelle Pfeiffer interview? I mean, I started it, but I... Yeah, I listened to about half of it. I I did think it was funny. I hadn't listened to the like the real Goop podcast in a long time. Now it's just like literally sponsored by diamonds. <laughs> like there's all the the, yeah. the, the, the commercials are just about diamonds, <laughs> which is yeah. so funny. And I lo- I love Michelle Pfeiffer. So she's uh she's starting like a perfume line, and she's um on the board of the environmental working group. So she's talking about like non toxic scents, and then they go into a little you know, a little gossip about who their best kissers were. So Gwyneth says Ethan Hawke was the best kisser she ever had on set. Michelle won't say who hers was. Uh, and then they start. Michelle wouldn't say? No, she wouldn't say. Um, and then they talk about both being married to, like, really powerful television writers. Um, mm. uh, that's um, about it. Who is Michelle married to? David E. Kelly. Who created Big Little Lies and Allie McBeal and Picket Fences and The Practice and all that stuff. Does she, where does she live? I think she, they just moved back to L.A. She said, it wasn't really clear. They had moved away from L.A. when her kids were little, but now her kids are out of the house. So she and David moved back. I think they were in like New Mexico or something like that. Oh, okay. Um... But yeah, she's back in L.A., her perfume line. I really would love Gwyneth and Michelle to both be on Big Little Lies next season as, like, a pair of sisters or something. Uh, I think that would be, that would be good. fantastic. They're, so, like, 
two evil sisters yeah. come to town and like and just like steal everyone's man by, like, by the team of um, Big Little Lies yeah. who become like the new Avengers. I haven't seen the new season. Uh, it's stupid, but it's fun. I like it. Yeah, um, yeah. So, Don seems to really like it. Sorry, I keep forgetting that we're recording a podcast. <laughs> I feel like we're just talking. Yeah. Like, like, on the phone. I just feel like we're having a chat. Totally. Um, but we're, we're almost a half hour in, so let's get into the newsletters. Are you kidding me? Oh my god, no, okay. <laughs> That's alright. Uh, alright, let's do it. Cool. So, what was your best of the week? Well, I can't say I actually really read it, but I skimmed it and just enjoyed the intuition, um, article, uh, by Dr. Jennifer oh, Green. back to being an astrological psychologist again. Full um, circle. Yeah, and I just enjoyed it because, as you know, and as I discussed last week, I believe that I'm an intuitive and sort of psychic, so another one that felt just for me. Yeah, I feel like they wrote this for you, specifically. Like, you were like, I think I'm an intuitive, and then they're like, well, Aggie said it, we're gonna, we're gonna test her hypothesis. Yeah, or maybe I was, like, being intuitive, and I was oh. talking about being intuitive, and then this was like already planned. I just, I could tell it was coming. So what did you find great? Like, cause to me, this, this was my worst. Mostly it, it was so disorganized. Like there were all these bullet points and then there was like, mul- like different parts to the article. And then there were like s- six steps to unlocking your intuition. And I feel like with all of Jennifer Freed's articles, they just need an editor in a way that like, I don't know, most Scoop articles, at least, they're sort of organized, and hers, to me, are so scattered all over the place, and I can never make heads or tails of them. Um, I mean, look, I really, I was sort of skimming this one, but <laughs> I don't find the organization to be, like, too confusing. I could follow it. Okay. Maybe because you're an I intuitive like and I'm not. I feel like it's sort of, like, because uh, it's, like, she just, like, kind of breaks it. She just, like, so, what is it? Like, tips to becoming a, an intuitive? Yeah. And, like, things to ask yourself to make you more intuitive? Yeah. She says, um, well, there's, she has, like, six, yeah, six steps for unlocking your intuition. So, it's offer self-compassion, learn to ask for guidance from stillness rather than eagerness, listen deeply, be patient and receptive, Gather with others. To, gather with others to access intuition together is funny. So you're supposed to like call your friends and like go on a walk and like listen. I don't know. Listen to your intuition. Listen to your intuition. Um, and then she talks about false urgency syndrome, which is like needing to decide, needing to decide things right away. Which I definitely think I suffer from. I don't know. I feel like yeah, I go back and forth. Like anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's the same as anxiety. Um, and then she says, the word decide comes from the same root as homicide and suicide. So think about that. That's not true. Probably not. Well, I mean, that, I mean, I assume that that side, C-I-D-E, is like, means death, to kill. I mean, Yeah, it's obviously. like cutting one part out, she says. So yeah, it's just like from the Greek, but she she's equating, she's like, yeah, she wanted to make a point that, like, decide a decision equals death, I guess. I have no idea. The little death. The little, the little death. Yeah, it's in France, it's an orgasm. In America, it's a decision. Yeah. And we love it. Oh, God. Anyway, I, well, it was yeah. my best. I can't, I can't say yeah. it wasn't, you know. It's uh, my, uh, and I didn't, and of course, I did not read it. Sure. Um... I just liked it. And I don't need to read it because I'm intuitive. I get it. Exactly. Why read it? You already know all these things. Yeah. Also, I'm like in therapy. I feel like these are all just like, so much of this is just for like people who aren't in therapy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like me. I, yeah. I have a lot to learn. Uh, my best was the a guide to 12 popular herbal supplements. Um, oh my God, you're kidding. I loved it because it was it was speculative but promising, which I love. Um, and then it was, uh, so it was it was all these herbalists, which ha- they have like qualifications that I literally don't know what these acronyms are. You know, like a doctor will be an MD or a PhD. So we have 
Sherry Ulth, who's a DACM, an LAC, and an LMT. And then Roy Upton is an RH and a DAYU. <laughs> Yeah, and then also, like, this was my um, worst, <laughs> because of the acronym, and because, um, like, also, like, Shari Oz is already, her last name is already spelled A-U-T-H, and then she is also a D-A-C-M and an L A C and an LMT, and she's the co-founder of WTHN. And they explain what none of this means. WTHN is an easy one to miss after reading these letters, but it's, it's supposed to be one of those, like, co- like a company that doesn't use the vowels. Oh, within. So that you can t- it's supposed to be within. Okay. But it's like, I can't go to, to a DACM WTHN. It, it's like call letters. It seemed like it was like a radio station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a yeah. Any four letter acronym starting with a W sounds like a radio station. Um, Doesn't work. And yeah, and then the other guy is oh yeah, the editor of American Herbal Pharmacopoeia, which I guess is like a magazine about herbs or something. I have no idea. Uh, So these people are telling us about 12 different herbs, most of which I either currently take or have taken in the past. I've gone through all of them. Um, You got turmeric, which I said that the price of turmeric has gone, has skyrocketed in the past couple of years. It used to be so cheap to get like turmeric pills and now they're like $40, so I don't take it anymore. Um, Ashwagandha, which I take, ginseng, echinacea, chamomile, valerian root, blah, blah, blah. I did like, they, they were pretty clear about how like the research has sort of is like iffy on all of these things, which I appreciated. Well, I think that they, I think they just, you know, have to be, because yeah. like you said, as you say, Gwyneth can be arrested at any moment <laughs> and she needs to cover her bases. Yeah. I mean, they're playing with fire with these, these W-H-U-N-R-I-C-A-U-C people. Well, they say it's Speculative but promising. That's true. Right? Yeah. Or, and also, I don't think any of it is like just going to save your life. I think it's just like this is basically a tea. Yeah. Well, except, I mean, the rhodiola one, I, you know, everyone knows my past as a, a rhodiola um, junkie when I was making my own yeah. rhodiola pills. Um, that shit yeah. is strong and you get cracked out. And so. That is one that I'm like definitely proceed with caution. Um, yeah, but the others. Oh, could be. No, I felt I definitely felt like it was like um a, like this a similar to like a Ritalin or an Adderall. If I took as much as I took, I don't know. That was probably way more than the your daily allotted value You're or whatever. I have no idea what the recommended doses was because I just bought a bunch of powder from the internet and was putting them in my own pills. That sounds safe. That's a good idea. That would make you more healthy. How do you reach optimal health? Just buy powder from the internet and make your own pills. Hey, I was trying to save a buck. You know, and I can't fault you for that. Every time I tried to read this article, I would basically get down to, like, uh, Asian ginseng and then kind of pee and be like I can't do this anymore yeah because then it goes into like cinnamon and like chamomile um and then it gets into like boner pill stuff and you're like eh, I don't need that um, yeah although I did like to learn that ashwagandha is a nightshade I know I didn't know that I know wow yeah that's I mean you never know so is ashwagandha like if the ashwagandha plant actually like a pepper or a tomato like could you eat an ashwagandha fruit if it's a nightshade? I have no idea. I mean, I guess the ashwagandha we know and love is the root and the root, yeah. leaf, according to this. I mean, if an ashwagandha fruit is not totally toxic, which it probably is, but I feel like that will be the next, like, superfood of the next decade if people decide to grow it and they make, like, ashwagandha fruit salads. But it might be, like, poisonous. Probably poison. Yeah. Yeah, I guess nightshades are all poison. They're all at least a little bit poison. Yeah, for your for your gut health. 
That's right. Uh, cool. So we got we got through best and worst for both of us. Look at that. Uh, nice. What's your craziest? Okay. Well, keeping on theme with the no uh, vowels, I just I so okay. I thought that this trend had died. I thought it died a long, long time ago, or like a year ago. And then we just realized reading that God damn Toronto guide, mm. which I was like, why am I reading this? I'm not going to Toronto. Is it to troll Gunter, like, you think? Oh, yes. I do think that's why they did it. Now, now it all makes sense. Mm. Anyway, in doing that, I found out that I just realized that Goop Market is spelled M-R-K-T. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's just the trendy way to brand yourself now. Like how it used to be in the olden days to like put ye old like with extra e's and stuff. Now ye it's like now it's like take off all the e's, take off all the vowels. Yeah, you used to want more vowels. Now you want less. Anyway, I just felt crazy because I, I just had never really noticed that. Is that what the Goop store in our the called? Are they all called that? Well, some of them are called. I think the the real ones or like the permanent ones are called Goop Lab. I believe. Um, and then, like, the pop-up ones maybe are market, but I have no idea. I think... So they're having a pop-up in this hotel in Toronto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, th- I believe that they, like, do pop-ups, and then if they do well, they think about opening up the full-time stores, like they did in London, and they're doing in Nashville. And, oh, someone else messaged us about another one that's opening up, but now I forget where it was, but there's definitely, like, another one that's going to be open up, opening up, too. God, I mean, I'm just so confused about the brick and mortar goop stores. Well, it's it's just another. Now it's like um, it's like how Amazon's opening up those brick and mortar stores. It's just like another source of income for you know, internet sales are through the roof for most places, but there's still a percentage of people that like to go to the mall. So I think it's just like another, re- and it's also good good branding because people will see it. But yeah, I feel like in ten years. Goop is going to be in, you know, every mall in America. It'll be, like, next to Wetzel's Pretzels or whatever. It's going to be the new Target. Yeah. 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 I can't, and I, for one, can't wait. I know. Anyway, so God, my craziest I... was just my inability to understand Goop stores, what they're called, why. They're, like, a Jennifer Freed article, but it's, like, an entire business. Yeah. I mean, well, also, like, we, we follow it so closely. So, like, every time they announce something or launch something, it seems like it's so many different things that they're just throwing at the wall. And maybe that's how yeah. every company operates, but we just only look at Goop. So it seems like, yeah, it seems crazy. And then they'll just, they'll cut their losses. Like, the magazine, um the Denape, like everything, like you never, there'll, there'll be some yeah. stuff they'll just sweep under the rug. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they hide their mistakes. Yeah, which is smart. And it's like they never even sold Denapes. No. They, well, they tried to, but it wasn't their, their branded yeah. Denapes. But if those Denapes sold, they would have like made a Goop branded Denapes, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, oh, yeah. Because there's definitely going to be a point where they, they expanded to kitchenware and stuff. Just like I mean, it's going to be a similar trajectory as Martha. They're going to have to go broad when their company goes public, and then they're going to have to go downscale because, like, you can't. I don't think you could be a publicly traded company and just like sell to the one percent of the one percent. I don't know, but anybody can do it. Yeah, that's true. Um, So my craziest was uh, the Ask Gerda. Ask. There's so like there's an Ask Gerda every week now. She's like she's. I mean, it, she's, she's, she's in a, she's in a manic state. She's, she's, uh, you know, writing articles every week. She's, she's the new star because she's a scientist. Um, do you think that writing one article a week is a manic state? <laughs> For the people that work if at that, Goop, yes. That is your job. Five, you 500 words a week is, is like, yeah, the, the top of the top of the heap. It's like somebody has to slow down. He's flying too close to the sun. <laughs> well, and also I think like, everyone else at Goop is on vacation, like, in the Hamptons or whatever, and Gerda's just, like, stuck at the office by herself. Uh, yeah, she's just, like, plowing away. Like, yeah. Like, I think they, they have something on her. They Like, they, they're they blackmailing her, because I don't understand why. So this is why this is crazy. This is a woman, we all know, she has a PhD. 
She has a BS in nutri- nutrition. Um, she graduated from MIT and UCB Berkeley. And she wrote a whole article this week about fucking nerd alert shoes. <laughs> Also, you just said UCB Berkeley. Yo, UC like, Berkeley. Yeah, UC. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you're saying I, like UCB. Oh, right. I have UCB on the brain. Um, and she, they don't even I, give her her own email address. It's like if you want to talk to Gerda, you just have to email editorial at goop.com. She doesn't even have her own email address. Yeah, and it's like, what? Is it editorial? I guess so. Um, but yeah, this whole entire article was just about how you should drink or how you should eat nerd alert and it was like oh do you like caffeine do you not want too much caffeine do you want a little caffeine and then well if you want a little caffeine why don't you just only eat one of them or you could eat two and that's like as much caffeine as a cup of coffee and it's like why would you not just drink a cup of coffee i don't it's just i don't get it because it's not get it. It not only has caffeine, but it has L-theanine, which a two-to-one ratio of caffeine and L-theanine is the perfect amount of energy. And even tea doesn't have that exact ratio. The only thing that has that ratio is Nerd Alert Chews. And um, unfortunately for Gerda, they're not selling like they thought they would, so she has to fucking write some commercial copy for them. That's right. She's got to move those Because <laughs> those nerd alerts get stale if they stay in the warehouse for too long. They're chewy and soft, but I, I think they don't last forever. Oh, I'm sure they go, like, rotten. Yeah. <laughs> and also she talks, just in case, like, you need to come down off of your, your nerd alert high, she also mentions that you should be taking the mother load, which is one of the uh, goop vitamin packs. Um, yeah. And I guess it is good in conjunction with, like, eating a lot of protein to help burn fat or something. Um, and it helps, like, metabolize the, the energy. And this is just obviously another Goop product that's not selling as well as they wanted. So they're making poor Gerda write about it. People love the mother love. Yeah, I guess so. I, we haven't tried any of the vitamins, have we? No, because the vitamins, I mean... Well, that one person sent us that, like, expose yes, of all the things. Yes, which was we great. figured out what was in all of that, which is amazing. But I feel like it's just, that just feels like such a waste of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all, so expensive, and it's just, like, a, it's just vitamins. I don't know. Because you're not going to, like feel any results and it's it's $90 a month and then it even says as part of this Gerda article um like you need this is a months long process so make a commitment so they're basically saying you have to spend hundreds of dollars on these mother load things to to feel a difference yeah <sighs> yeah well I hope I hope they give Gerda a vacation and I would love like I because you know what I think also if there is some medical fiasco with goop Gerda's going to be the one that takes the fall, and she's the one that's going to go to jail. She's like the Scooter Libby of of the Paltrow administration. Yeah, she's like their Michael Cohen. Yeah. Um. So. Oh my God, Gerda, watch your back. Watch your back. Watch out, Gerda. Uh. So, what would you try? Um. All right. Oh, I I like all the books. Me too. Um, especially, I thought I would, I mean, I guess this makes more buy, but, um, well, one of them they mentioned uh, Susan Sontag in it, like, not, she didn't write it, but it's like someone is, like, referencing something that she wrote. Okay. Susan Sontag has been coming up so much, and I just realized I've never read anything of hers. It's tough. I've, I I've... that. I didn't read any of it. Yeah, I've read. I think I've just read like notes on camp. That's the only, and her her writing is extremely dense. Oh, and I think I read the like nine eleven thing in the New Yorker that got her like canceled for a while. I don't know. I don't even know what that is. She she was just like telling the truth after nine eleven and was like, uh, "This is partly a result of like American imperialism." And then everyone was like, "You're canceled." Before they even said, I mean, before that phraseology oh, that, was that even like invented. Get canceled for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, she was like in the yeah. Bill Maher camp. Yeah. Um, but now she's dead, so she can't be canceled anymore. She's at the ultimate cancel. <laughs> canceled by God. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, so I guess I would try reading like uh, 
Susan Sontag. And then I guess it's sort of like a combination of try and buy, but I also want to get the, um, the fly already seemed good. That was kind of, I think, like short stories. Oh, yeah. Um, make It Scream, Make It Burn is the memoir. Or it's like a collection of essays that are kind of like in a form of loose memoir. And then Women Talking is the one that seems like the, the one that like, I probably really well read. That's like, mine. Yeah, that was my try was Women Talking. Yeah, it looks, um, it sounds so good. Um, and I've been hearing about that book, and everybody likes it. Yeah, there was an episode of, uh, I'll plug my husband's podcast, Two Old Queens. Um, they had someone on who was talking about women talking, so that was the first time I'd heard of it. And um, and now Goop's talking about it, so every woman is talking. And it's about like Mennonites who um, want to, I guess, fight back the patriarchy is... What I understand? Yeah. Mennonite, it's about Mennonites taking on the patriarchy. Yeah, which sounds really cool. Um, and they're, like, illiterate, so that's why they're talking. Wow. I didn't realize yeah, like, Mennonites were that, like, is that normal that Mennonite women didn't, are not taught to read? I, I mean, I'm going to have to read the book to find yeah, out. I, I don't so. know. That sounds very fascinating. I have no idea. Um, yeah. it's by Miriam Toes it, it's a novel, but it's based on real events. And I think the novelist like actually did talk to Mennonite. So it's sort of like a combo fiction on fic type of thing. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, oh, I'm reading still, I'm such a slow reader now. Like I'm still reading, uh, a little life, which was on goops. I don't, it might've even been on the spring reading list or the summer one, but it's, it's like 750 pages long. I'm about, mm, I'm about 300 pages in I try to read a chapter every night now it's so good so easy to read but it is long um but if you want like um yeah it's, I recommend it yeah this was the one and you bought it because it's about a sad gay man well now I'm not sure if he's gay it's definitely it's about four men they're all sad at least one of them's gay but the main one it his sexuality has been ambiguous as of yet so I don't really know but it's um yeah it's it's basically uh four men who met in college and they're best friends and then it, it, I think it's going to go through their whole lives and them growing apart and confronting their pasts and their you know love lives and career um so the, it it all sort of takes place in New York so one of them is like this this artist who becomes a drug addict one of them is um an actor who becomes a movie star one of them is like this rich architect guy. And then the main one is this dude who was raised by monks who like severely abused him as a kid. And he, um, he basically is, is, uh, is disabled because of the abuse that he suffered. And he becomes this like high powered lawyer, but he still has all these scars all over his body and he needs a wheelchair. And it's very dramatic. It's very, um, and it's written by, it's interesting. It's written by a woman and it's obviously about men, but it, I feel like it has not a female gaze, but just like, it's like a, f and I don't want to make that say, but it's sort of like a, a female way of writing that I really love that is, I don't know. It's like really intuitive about, uh, about the characters and I don't know. You can sort of tell a woman wrote it, which I really like. Yeah. Because it's like insightful. Insightful. Exactly. Yeah. About like, people's like emotions it has like emotional intelligence for sure just putting words in your mouth no that's correct um, because you have much more emotional intelligence than i do thank you <laughs> thank you for appreciating women's emotional yes, intelligence um, I try. Uh, uh, um so yeah so what oh what would you so wait did you do try and buy or just the the books were try so, I mean, well, I mean, I feel like they're my spy and my try, but the thing I would, that I put back on the damn list, again, because it doesn't leave me the fuck alone, is the goddamn RMS beauty palette. The fucking thing with the two gloss, the two pinks for the cheeks, the clear gloss, the little bronzer one, and the little highlighter one. Though I can't get it out of my fucking head. I need the palette. And I'll forget about the palette. And then they put it back in this goddamn newsletter. And I even tried it out. I tried it several times. I tried it at the Goop store. And I think I also tried it at Credo. Didn't really like it either time. Still want it. 
still long for it. And th- this is the lady that was interviewed on the beauty closet this week, the RMS? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. She's like, they interviewed the founder of RMS Beauty. Yeah. Uh, who seems like a real character. You know what? I've got something else to say about RMS Beauty mm. as well. Uh, and this is, this is a hot take, but I do not believe anymore these women when they say, that they are doing this shit. They are wearing regular makeup. They are wearing, and it's, and obviously getting lots of injections and stuff, but it's like, I am 34, and I can no longer get away with, like, this, like, light touch of, like, a dab of concealer and a little bit of lip lip cheek tint or whatever the hell. It's not happening for me anymore. My skin is old, and it needs, like, chemicals and makeup. So there's no way that when a Paltro at 46, who granted has way better jeans and, I mean, no offense, I'm on a family trip, but it's true, like, way better <laughs> jeans, way better, um, like, you know, skincare routine and whatever than I do. But, like, there's just no way that these women are middle-aged and wearing no makeup. It's not happening. Oh yeah, I'm sure there's some dishonesty, but they're also they're also getting like like chemical peels and injections, and and they're going to the dermatologist probably like weekly. So they just have there's so much more going on than just makeup that they're not uh, talking true. about. They have so much going on. God, I can't wait to start getting my forehead needs a needle in it. Oh, mine too. My eyes. I just need like whatever the Ramona my Singer eye lift is. That's what I need. I need the eye lift. My eyelid is. The bane of my existence, my eyelids. Mm. I just, I stare at them and I think, when did it all go downhill for me? I do have to say, I don't know. I, I like the fact that um, Jean and Megan are putting the like Q&As from their podcast on the website so we can read them. But I do think that that is giving people less incentive to actually listen to the podcast if you can just read the little interviews. Um, so I would just caution them about that and maybe, you know, keep some for, I mean, I guess they do have some information that's just on the podcast. Also, they got rid of the neon sign question. That was like my favorite dumb question. I thought you said you hated it. I hated it in a way that I like was excited to read everyone's neon sign every week because it was so stupid. You love to hate it. Yeah, of course. Like everything else. And they got rid of it. I hope it comes back. When, yeah, that's too bad. when I say I hate something on this podcast, you know, if Goop, if you're listening, you know that means that I want more of it. Like, obviously. Just saying. I that. guess they yeah. didn't know that. I, well, now they do. We, now we'll really know. Because if it's back next yeah. week, we'll know for a fact they are, like, they are listening to this. <sighs> um, Which I, we don't believe anyway. Oh, for sure. I mean, what else do they have to do? Um, so my buy, and this is a truly pie in the sky buy because I will never be able to afford it, but it is a white t-shirt from the row for $320. Oh, I know. I wanted all those white t-shirts too. And there were two on that list that were over $300. Yeah. So the row, the row is Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen's like high end brand. And it's like, like goop is like forever 21 compared to the row. The row is like true like billionaire pedophile level um, clothes. Like it is for the 1% of the 1% of the 1%. Like you probably get a ticket to Jeffrey Epstein's Island if you buy something from the row. And I want it badly. Yeah. I, I couldn't, I could not agree with more. I feel like, I feel like the fact that like, I don't have a closet full of like 10 $3,000 worth of white t-shirts, but I don't have that many white t-shirts. They're just all really expensive is like why I feel unsatisfied with my life. Mm, yeah. I just need, I need my shirts to be more expensive. I mean, I recently upgraded my white t-shirts from Hanes to Uniqlo, which is extremely sad. That's a huge upgrade. And I, I like the Uniqlo t-shirts, but they're, um, they're like, they're not undershirts. They're like a little thick. And so 
it, it makes me a little bulky if I wear them under another shirt. So I just need, like, that's what the, the row is probably just like a quarter of an inch thick, the best cotton, like you, I don't know. And there, I don't know that there's like a, a nice, cheap, thin white t-shirt that you can put on under something else. I mean, I don't know because I don't wear shirts like that, but yeah. I do like to go, my favorite t-shirt is James Hurst, mm. um, and those are really expensive t-shirts, but there is a James Hurst outlet um, at the Citadel, okay. and, or not the Citadel, I always call it the Citadel, but it's not. It's the one that's on the way to Palm Springs. Oh, yeah, that's not the Citadel. The Citadel's off the five, like on the way to Disneyland. Um, yeah. Yeah, I know what the, the outlets you're talking about. I don't know what the name of them are. Anyway, some so even at the outlet, they're still expensive, but like once or twice a year, the outlet will have really good sales. And then you can go and get a James Purse t-shirt or two for like still more than you would normally pay for a t-shirt with like a better price than you would ever. They might be like 15 bucks or 20 or 30 bucks or something, which is yeah, still yeah. expensive for a t-shirt, but it's like really cheap for a James Purse t-shirt. That's a good tip. Um, yeah. So a- Allie Pugh, the fashion director at Goop, says that she just wears um, the row at work. And then on the weekends, she also wears the row. So she's, I don't even think Gwyneth wears the row. Like, I think this is like, like, I don't, it's truly like a billionaire brand. It's not, not even for movie stars. It's like elite, elite, elite. Like people, you, you don't even know like she's married to the president of france's brother like they are all in on it together <laughs> like yeah. i don't mean to mention galane again but galane is definitely wearing the row oh was galane wearing the row at in and out <laughs> she probably is like why isn't there a picture of galane with mary kate and ashley like they i guess they're so rich that they've destroyed those pictures yeah oh boy well yeah, and actually don't wear the row because then people will think you're a pedophile. I know. Well, we well, that's like our new theory. Yeah. But don't watch out, Brian. I don't want them coming for us. Yeah, that's but, true. This is all... I know. As we said last week, this is all parody. This is a comedy podcast. It's in the comedy section. It's all... I know. Yeah. If they, like, sued us for all we're worth and took all of our life savings, it would be... Like, that would be great because I don't have any worth. Years. I'm in debt. So if they want to take that off of me, I'd be happy to let them if they sue me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, all right. Okay. Uh, well, it's been an hour, so I guess we're done. Oh, yeah. Uh, Long podcast. Yeah. Thank you for calling in from Portland, Oregon. Oh, my gosh. Thank you for recording this podcast, and thank you for listening. Yay. Uh, thank you guys so much. If you like the podcast a lot, you can go to our Patreon. We just uh, recorded a bonus episode where we review all of the creamy yet shockingly vegan, uh, salad dressings that were on goop last week. Um, that just went up today. Uh, go to Teespring for some merch, uh, go to Apple podcasts, give us five stars, write a nice review. That will really help more people find the podcast. Um, anything else? I think that's it. Cool. And uh, we should have our newsletters out hopefully by the end of the weekend. Yeah. Um, cool. All right, guys. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger. Feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.